When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. At Chemist Warehouse this Christmas, find David off hot water at 110 mil for just $34.99. Baz and Izzy, we might be at the beach, but the show goes on. It's the summer breakfast on SENZ. Morning to you. SENZ Summer Breakfast, three minutes past six on the 12th of January 2022. Hope the new year has started well and is treating you well. Only a couple of weeks in or not even. A big year to come, plenty of sport to cover and digest. And on a Wednesday, we've got a lot to get stuck into following a dominant and memorable and historic and emotional Black Caps victory against Bangladesh down at Hagley to square the series one apiece in the Bangladesh Test Series. Ross Taylor, we all saw that moment. Uh, a fairy tale finish for one of the great contributors of New Zealand sport of, well, all time and especially the last two decades. We'll debrief that throughout the morning. Martin Guptill, a very close mate of Ross's and an Auckland Aces player, a black cap himself, is up after eight. Devin Conway, he tunned up again. Uh, he's breaking all sorts of records, only five innings, nine innings, five tests through his test career. We'll talk to him after nine. What else are we going to do? We're going to cover some horse racing. Pam Gerrard is a trainer there with Ballymore in partnership with Michael Moroni, who's based over in Australia. She's out of Matamata. That's with our racing today. We'll get a little bit of an update on what conditions might be from Pam. And she's got some nice horses in this weekend as well at Trentham Races. Ben Kennings is a surfing New Zealand chief executive. Nationals were started yesterday and the conditions were beautiful, I hear. And Kurt Heelan is the lead NBA writer and managing editor at NBCSports.com. 
The NBA is, what are we, probably more than a quarter, yeah, definitely, more than a quarter of the way through the season now. The All-Star break will come up faster than you can realise, and we've had a lot of movement and a lot of injuries and COVID situations to wade through. Kurt Heelan will give us the update. Today, we are basking in one of the more dominant test victories you could have, although it's only a drawn series. Let's park that for now. We might come to that later in the morning as I welcome in former Black Cap and my co-host for the next wee while, Mitchell Mitchell McLennigan. Morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you enjoy that yesterday seeing Roscoe have a bowl. It's been a while since uh, New Zealand's been graced with his presence at the crease. I love when peer pressure works. <laughs> oh, so good, eh? So good. And and you, you said this morning you thought it was a terrible delivery. Well, I was the other side. I was like, yeah. a lender, he's bowled wide and he's bowled full and made it out of the arc of a lender going to cow corner. What a delivery. The man uh, should have been bowling a lot more for New Zealand. Yeah, so you, you were looking at it more from the uh, bowling analytical well, the point of view where you're trying to, you know, you got to realise who you who's at the other end and what they're trying yeah, to do. get outside the arc. I just thought he'd just completely missed, but oh. no, 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 it was what perfect. A, what a delightful little uh, approach to the crease as well, the little yeah. bounce in, <laughs> it, bounce out. It looked yeah, all right. Didn't it? It looked all right. You know, we've had some weird things happening this week. Steve Smith nearly winning the game for Australia. Oh, right. But he used to, he literally started his career as a leg spinner. Yeah, he said he's got the buzz bug back now as well. So Did he? If you weren't sick of Steve Smith at the crease, now you might see him at the bowling crease a little bit more. To be fair, the three overs he bowled were pretty good. The, <laughs> yeah. the last delivery was the worst, but they he ma- almost made uh, Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad play every single yeah, ball. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, for someone who doesn't bowl much in games anymore, yeah, pretty impressive, right? Bit of a kick in the teeth to Manus, uh, Pesty Labuschagne, who's who really does fancy himself as a leg spinner. They well, didn't get chosen. serves him right for bowling uh, seam up during Shield cricket this year, like trying to change and be a seam bowler. So hey. If you if you want to go away from your art, you're not going to be first pick. There's no chance Ross maybe b- becomes a bit of an all-rounder for this uh, ODI series in Australia, is there? <laughs> well, I tell you what, it'll be interesting if they, they take a squad and, and a spinner gets injured. Uh, I guess he could come into the fray, but I, I dare say we probably won't. But, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, a little bit more thought needs to go into that around um, what what teams are going to go over there because are they going to leave every single person uh, behind who could be in that test side? Are they going to leave 15 people behind? So are we going to see someone who might get an opportunity over there like a Cam Fletcher? Uh, is he going to be left behind because he? we're going to find out who they believe to be the next keeper in line? which is going to be super interesting because uh, I'd imagine you wouldn't send a, a backup keeper for your test cricket over to that Aussie tour. So yeah, interesting stuff's going to come out in the next couple of weeks, I think, Louis. Yeah, bingo, mate. Definitely. There's plenty uh, – There's plenty. Of, why do we get so excited about beating Bangladesh? Oh, yeah, this is great. This is great. I didn't know it was going to come at this time of the morning from Dale, but there's plenty of um, plenty to be happy about from this test and there's also some questions to be asked about the Test Series in, in a ho- as a whole. One guy that did perform exceptional across both Tests, and he was the player of the Series, was Devin Conway. Um, he's hard to fault at the moment, really, Devin, apart from when he hit his bat and broke his hand. <laughs> but other than that, he's almost he, he's almost your perfect cricketer. He seems to be doing everything right. Looks like a great team man, and he's scoring lots of runs. So we'll talk to him later on. Guppy. He's got a calf niggle, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a calf injury. So um, 
we'll have a chat to him about it before uh, today around eight o'clock. So basically, the early prognosis was, and he'll tell, say as well, was six to seven weeks, um, hoping for three, so he can get onto that tour to Aussie. Um, but first physio session back was really good um, from all accounts. So um, he could do a lot more things than they were expecting. So we'll see how that's progressing. Um, he's going to be critical for that Aussie tour. For leadership purposes. Oh, leadership purposes. It's basically going to be him and Ross, that's it. Like does Guppy might have even been in, in line to, to captain that series. I, I can't see who else would do it. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. Um, today there's a, a Ford Trophy game between Indy and mm. Auckland. Yeah. Well, they're, well, they're called the Brave now, aren't they? Thoughts on their name and logo? Uh, I can't I can't say I've spent too much time looking at the logo. Logo, I guess this is just the age that we're going in, isn't it? With the you know the old the old hundred. Um, Apologies to anyone in ND. This might upset you, but just three along there on the. I don't know why there's... Ah, there, there, is there some cricket balls in that? Oh, that's so is, on brand. There is four cricket... So there's seven cricket balls. Oh, and so on brand. And it's kind of like a peachy bee within like a little corner cut off of a pink. It is one of the worst sports logos I've seen. Yeah, I, I've probably, <laughs> um, now I've seen it. Now I've seen it. Um, there's nothing worse than a cricket logo having something to do with cricket in it. I'm just going to throw that out there. I just... I just it's weird. Well, I, I, yeah, I agree. It's just weird. <laughs> I agree. And actually, if you look at the rest of them, if we go through the domestic logos, the aces, great. Hearts, great. Yeah. Bra- just brave. What they are, yeah. Brave. I don't know what we're doing with the big capital block letter B, two colours, seven balls. Why seven? Seven balls, yeah. Uh, Stags, yeah, love it. Hines, love it. Firebirds, love it. Blaze, love it. Kings, magicians, vaults, sparks, yeah, yeah seven balls. That's an interesting number of, of balls. <laughs> the rebrand, no. like I'm sure there's a purpose to the rebrand, and I'm not. I don't want to come across and only like white a, balls. Why, why no red balls or, or pink balls? That's an early chat yeah. for balls. <laughs> I've got off topic. What I was yeah. going to say was there's a game today between um, the Aces and the Brave in the Ford Trophy, and you. Yeah, it's going to be a good game, I think. They played on Monday, and Indy... Smoked them. Smoked them. Smoked Auckland. And Absolutely smoked them. It, oh, Auckland's batting uh, was not up to it, Louis. Well, there was one one bowler who had sensational figures and took a couple of few wickets, I think three wickets. Bowlers 10 for, I think, five and a some, five or something economy rate. Mm. Mitchell Santner. Yeah. Now, Mitchell... Old Slink. S- old Slink has... He has captain 2020 before... For the Black Caps, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he got a couple or one or two last season. True. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So he's pretty, actually, he's probably in, in the line to, to captain that side over there, I'd probably say. Yeah. yeah. I've forgotten about Jeez, isn't that so bad? He gets left out of a test and all of a sudden well, he's back it's well. not top of mind. It's, it, I guess it's been all, all the rage, well, um, the old test at the minute, but. You know, and to some people's discomfort, he was a persistent in the test side for a long time, mm. and, and it used to frustrate a lot of people. Um, and now, I guess maybe that would be interesting to know. Actually, I, I don't know where Mitchell Santner is in the the test equation. I think Rach and Ravindra is the younger option. They're probably not too much difference. Maybe that's what they I think. See. I think Rach and Ravindra is as a in their in the New Zealand cricket side is a better batsman. 
So I think in New Zealand conditions, they want someone who can hold an end up. Um, they're not too worried about a wicket-taking spinner and someone who can and bat. Um, it was surprising to see him bat a little lower than I thought thought he probably would. Um, I mean, he's a top-order bat for Wellington. He opens the innings. So, so Blundell batted six and he batted yeah, seven, right? so I just thought it might have been for someone a bit younger to have their opportunity to go at six, knowing that you've still got a, another batsman behind you. Um, sometimes that can be everything. I know in T20, a lot of those hit, a lot of those hitters, um, like Pollard and Hardik Pandya and those guys, they like knowing that their number eight can still hold a bat. Mm. So they'd feel a lot better having a Nathan Coulton-Isle at eight and Cronel Pandya at seven. Um, they'd play better. Pollard and Hardik Pandya would play better when they knew they had a couple of guys behind them. Uh, right. For whatever reason, it's a security blanket, I guess. Um, so maybe that sixth spot in test cricket is where you make make your money. So uh, Yeah, it's interesting, the construct of it, because you, know, and you get into the minutiae and it's a bit earlier for this about yeah. the construct <laughs> of a test lineup because then that what that does freeing up a spot down the bottom of the order for someone like an Ajaz Patel mm. and, you know, Cole Jameson is going to be the guy, unfortunately, one way or another, that's going to, a lot of these conversations are going to revolve around how high he can bat. Uh, the sooner he can start pumping out runs consistently, the better for New Zealand cricket. Yeah. And otherwise, otherwise you start bringing someone like a Doug Bracewell back into the frame. Um, someone who's and, he, and he's hungry for it. Who's batting beautifully, batting beautifully across all formats um, and does a similar job to, to Southey and, and the likes uh, and Jameson in terms of that stuff, that, that outswing bowling. So... You know, then his fr- his name comes into the frame because you you do need that little bit more batting, um, I believe, and he can do a, as good of a job as the other guys, I believe. Um, but that's just that's that's just down the line. If if KJ can't start scoring runs because that eight needs to be able to, you know, bat and bat with the top order, so you get that extra fifty sixty runs that you desperately need at the end of the innings. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's a anyway, lot. Of, that's a lot. Geez, of, we got through a lot of stuff. A lot of sport chat at yeah. quarter past six. Yeah, what, I are know. You, what have you been up to, mate? How, are you, of, how are you copying the mornings? Copying mornings, yeah. She's a uh, pretty early start. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The baby's baby's uh, keeping us keeping us up. Um, putting the missus under the pump. That's for sure. So in turn, putting you under the pump. Yep. Yep. Hundred <laughs> percent, mate. Hundred percent. No, outside of that, no. It's just been been doing some work. Yeah, been doing some coaching. So, uh, so this is the morning job, and then go and do some coaching. That's the evening job. Nice. So yeah, yeah, burn it at both ends, mate. So, it's got to work hard, hey. Work hard. Yeah. Yeah, yourself. Oh, what are nah. you going to do today? No bugger sport. All. No sport. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing bugger all. This is a holiday for me. Joe, Joe, and Nipi are producing the thing. I'm just turning up, and uh, this is brilliant. Yeah, good. This is great. Uh, yeah. Back to reality when Baz and Izzy and the full station gets back going, and then the workload will start to. I'm, I'm loving it though. You know, days, lovely hot days, just on the couch, yeah. kind of drifting in and out of consciousness as the sports going. Oh, Jeez, that's what we want. It couldn't be much better, to be fair. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good, mate. We're actually, I think we're going. To, we're moving into our new studios here at SCNZ very shortly as well. So I might go down and check those out today. And yeah, no, it's. It's oh, good, lovely. It's good stuff, mate. The weather has been so hot. It's been boiling, eh? Except for when we come in here and it's like minus two. Siberia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you don't have the hood up this morning. So yeah. it's not as cold. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up today. I'm feeling good. We didn't talk some NBA a bit later. 
that's probably what I'll be doing today. Just trying to look at the schedule and see what would be on. Yeah. Um, we got a we got a Grizzlies Warriors game, which screams me. Oh, mate, that's going to be a belter. Yeah, Jar Morant is um, one of the my favourite players in the league to watch. Is he? He is. He is. DC's got hops, eh? Mate, he he might be the most athletic guy in the league at the moment. It's crazy. I just couldn't believe how. <laughs> just seeing that rebound he got the other day. The that block, block, that block, that block two yeah. hand block, pinned it both hands on the backboard, and then realised he couldn't actually keep holding it because he was going to probably snap <laughs> yeah. his arms off. Uh, so he left it go and then picked it back up. Goes down the other end. He's a freak, mate. Um, That's exciting, eh? And with Clay, I see Draymond's out again today, but Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. I think that Grizzlies Warriors game at two pm. That'll be a bit of me. Um, Chris, so you're back in the Grizzlies in. Um, I don't know where it is, but yeah, it like, doesn't be, really matter now, does it? It'll it'll be a good game. It'll be a really good game. Looking forward to that. Twenty eight like and fourteen. Golden, yeah, Golden State looks like they're at home. So, mm. so that'll be fun. So we're gonna we're gonna chat some NBA just after seven o'clock. There's some the racing at Mudder Mudder going on today. We do get our markets up for the weekend on a Wednesday, so I'll be on market watch trying to find a few winners for this weekend. I'll be interested. There's a, a great three-year-old race this weekend called the Levin Stakes. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's the Le- or is it the Wellington, the Trentham Guineas? I, I might have gone a might have gone a couple of weeks earlier. Yeah, it'll be the Trentham Guineas this weekend at Trentham, and that's always a great race. Paranui Bay is backing up or turning up for Tony Pike, so I'm looking forward for that. And I'm actually a, a total nuffy and. You might think this is strange. You probably heard me watching some clips this morning when we were meant to be preparing for the show. The Wellington Guineas. The Wellington Guineas this week. It's going to be a great race. There is the yearling sales going on at the moment over on the Gold Coast at the Magic Millions. Oh, yeah. And I can just sit there and just watch that All the day. live stream. Yeah. Just the horses being sold. Yeah. And just see who's bidding what on What does them. it for you? Oh, the sound of it, I think. Just the the... It's the... You know, the auctioneers are going, and it's like you, you see one, that you, you have a quick scan, you you, re, you might see the, the dam was a racehorse that year, because you know the sires, the yep. stallions, because yep. there's only a certain amount of them that are good, or, you know, yep. are interested. But then you might see a dam, oh, I, back, I backed that thing a few years ago. Oh, yeah, now that could gallop. Okay. All right, who's putting it up? Where's it coming from? What stud farms, uh, you know, which vendor's putting it through? And then you start saying, oh, you kind of try guessing your head what, what, how much it would go for. Then they blow it out of the water. Then there's a bidding war. And next thing, it's $800,000. Then Gay Waterhouse is having a crack for nine hundred k, And then the gavel comes down. Crack! I love it. Oh, yeah. So what was the, what was the highest price yesterday? There was a filly that Peter Moody bought for $950,000. Nine hundred fifty thousand. So, how many horses that get sold uh, at that price will you actually see a return on? <laughs> <laughs> not, not many. Not many. Not, not many. many. Not to be honest, mate. Not many. I mean, you know, some and and you you got to pay the big bucks for the pedigree a lot yeah, of the time. Right. So. Yesterday, actually, at Tiaka, so David Ellis went to 674, so this is New Zealand, yeah. they're the Kiwis, the powerhouse Kiwis, and he went to 675000 for a um, a Fastnet Rock filly out of an American Mare Keep On Singing, which was a stakes winner. And for the pedigree, the strong pedigrees like that, the, the strong stallion breeds crossed with the, the mares that have won big races, or again, they had good pedigrees. You just that's just the going price. The ones for the horses that are perfectly conformed and really look like they are gonna be champions and 
yeah, the 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 top the sales topping or the day one sales topper was the was the daughter of a Magic Millions two year old classic winner. So she won as a two year old at, at the highest level. Mm. Out of Zoostar, who's a proven stallion, nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars to wow. Peter Moody, and um, you know, like these, there's so many good judges that turn up, and everyone can see something different, but. The reason the prices go high is that, well, and this is my pretty novice opinion, Baz knows a wee bit more about the stuff than me, that the price goes high here is because there's a few really good judges that all agree, and they write, they drive each other up because they all want it. And once you know there's a bidding war between a certain few characters that you know... It becomes the, ego. It becomes ego. <laughs> and it's like, um, and Avantage was a, a broodmare that, well, a mare that got sold from Tiaka was it for about $5 million went to Coolmore. Yeah. And she'd won nine, well, she, she'd won nine group ones, I think. So the fact that she'd won nine group ones, it was a bidding war between Coolmore and I'm pretty sure Darley, two of the biggest studs. And they just kept knocking, we thought she might go for 2.5 to three, but they just kept knocking each other up in kind of 100K blocks and just bang, 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 bang. Next thing it was five and a bit. And it was just like, Wow, and, and at that stage, it, at that stage, it really is just ego. So it's, it's quite it's quite exciting to watch. Oh, jeez, hey, <laughs> that's that IPL cash, mate. Oh, well, Baz talked to Baz about that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have a chance mate, in a couple of weeks, mate. <laughs> you're a regular, mate. No, I, just, I had to make my money in prize money, mate. <laughs> ah, right, there you uh, which wasn't bad, but that's uh, yeah, no, not on that cash like those boys. Far out. You're not that Magic Millions, that, no, that, no, that no, Pe- no. Peter Moody cash, <laughs> right? No. <laughs> so that, that could be what I'm doing today. I just sit down and watch a bit of that. And the yeah, nice. New Zealand bloodstock sales, the Caracas sales, are the ones that I really g up for because then you got all the Kiwis involved and the yeah. the good Kiwi vendors that are selling their horses. The yeah, some great people involved. So that's what really. When are they coming up? Uh, March. They they are usually January. So the after the, the week after the Cracker. Yeah. Um, millions. So, yeah. but this year, just because of the COVID situation, they just pushed it back a couple of months. So March. Oh yeah. I think week of March seven. So not too long to wait now, which is exciting stuff. Anyway, it's 23 minutes past six. There's a couple of texts here about Bangladesh and Ross Taylor. We'll get to those after this. You're listening to SCNZ Summer Breakfast. Louis Herman Watt with Mitch McLean- Ooh, yeah. McLean- <laughs> We're going good. McLean- <laughs> That's it, McLean-